0: Once upon a time, mobile phones were very samey and started to look very tired and similar to each other. But then we realised we could fold them in half and create a whole new category. On this episode of Sideload, we're talking all about foldable phones, 5G and everything else that came out of Mobile World Congress. Welcome to episode 33 of Sideload. Hello and welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman, London. I'm Jermaine Dallas and on the show today we're talking about all the hits and misses from MWC 2019. Is the world's favorite mobile trade show still able to maintain interest for consumers and businesses? Or are we just pining for a return to the days of carrier pigeons and smoke signals? Fresh off the plane from Barcelona are our two guests. First up is George Lini. George has been with Edelman for close to a decade. And in his time, he's led strategy and coordinated high profile campaigns and events for technology brands. And we also have Constance Go. And throughout her seven year PR career, she's worked on luxury, art and design and lifestyle brands, but now finds her home in technology. Um, Her bio also says that she's fluent in Mandarin Chinese, but let's just stick with English today because my Chinese (laughs) is a tiny bit rusty. So um, Constance George, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, thank you Jermaine. Nice to be here. So let's start off with this one then. Um, Constance, I know this year was your first time at MWC, but George you've been there before. So how does this year compare
1: to previous years? Well, um, I, I guess this is my fifth year, so wow. it's uh, it's been going on for a while for me and it's the fourth with Samsung um, as my client. Um, so it's been kind of really interesting to see how it's evolved over the last um, few years and um, this year for me was still busy, uh, still very popular. Um, a little bit more polished in places actually, I felt like Android had a very big presence this year, bigger than they've had previous years. Um, but lots of excitement, lots of excitement this year, more than I think we've had in previous years. Some of the things we're going to talk about today um, have sort of invigorated the industry and got businesses and consumers very excited about what's coming through um, from the mobile perspective cool so other than the client stuff obviously, which was
0: all amazing I'm sure uh, what was the what was the the one thing that you saw that blew you away Constance
2: well me it's my first show, so it's just the sheer size of it it's like eight different halls with different um, tech companies showcasing their latest tech the innovations that to me was mind-blowing because it's so so big
1: Hmm. Uh, i think i you know it's um the the, the 5g stuff has been talked about for a long time and and this year last year everyone talked about it and no one really did anything about it it was all kind of the promise of 5g and this year i think is one of the times when lots of that stuff's come to reality or at least it's so close to reality that you know by next year it's going to be in the mainstream so um, lots of those demos were really fascinating to see, and I think the the, the way that that's going to drive new industries is really interesting. And some of the demos that we've we kind of got a glimpses of, and um, some of the stands showing things like um, uh, personalised drone carriers that'll be enabled by a faster network with less latency to get them to where they're going faster, and personalised drone delivery, you know, things like that, which are possible only really with five G they're now being much more a reality and they're not kind of being scoffed at as kind of pipe dream stuff. It's actually things that could happen tomorrow.
0: Uh, yeah. And for, for me, as someone who was just watching from the sidelines, not actually being there, 5G for me was one of the things I had talked about the most. So um, is there any sort of immediate value that can be drawn for that or from 5G or are we still a way off from seeing some real, real benefits?
1: I think, well, I mean, for, for me, it, it it's easy to blur some of the benefits of five G into into one thing, but ultimately we're talking about improvements to things like AI, IoT. And um, it's not that's enabled by five G. It's not purely five G is the answer. So I think you know people have got to be wary of just jumping on the bandwagon a little bit and, and kind of diving into it. Um, there are lots of devices that were shown this year, not just from the, the big carriers, uh, sorry, from the big OEMs, but also from some of the smaller um, device manufacturers, um, showcasing five G devices. So they're you know ready to play in that in that space. And everyone talks about it rolling out on a market by market basis. So you know when uh, Korea or the US or Japan you know roll out five G networks, then that's going to be very much in the consumer hands. You know, in, in the next six months. Um, there are going to be some benefits, but I think it's going to be a little while until we see, you know, true innovations coming through as a result of things like 5G. Anything for me, Constance?
2: Yeah, I agree with um, George. It's on the way. It's not going to be immediate. Um, We can look forward to reaping the benefits from, from like, file downloadings, gaming, everything that's got to do with IoT, AI. So, similar to what George has said about 5G.
1: I think, oh, sorry Jermaine, I think one of the other things was that MWC traditionally been quite device centric, or you know, back in the day probably was was more networks, and then became very device centric. Mm. And five Gs, I think, brought back a blend of the business and the consumer. So things like three D cameras and construction equipment are enabled by five G, but as are you know, faster YouTube access and game streaming. So I think that's brought an interesting blend back to MWC in terms of it's not just about you know the consumer devices, but it's also about you know the B two B stuff as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So um, on sideload, we're we're very much interested in the wider implications of technology. So um, can you see anything new from mobile that will benefit businesses or society? Or have we hit an innovation ceiling?
2: Um, Personally, I don't think we've hit any innovation ceiling. I think we're entering a new wave of innovation that goes beyond hardware, because you're marrying now software and services, especially with 5G, coming into play. We have virtual assistants coming up, being growing as well in gaming so we'll really see the um, software and hardware marrying and the benefits not only on a personal level but also on a social level so one example I can give would be Google and its um, latest updates that announced um, recently and also at MWC its upcoming AR um, navigation services and also its um, Google Assistant button um, that's available on Android messages so, it's, so you can quickly get to your um, reservation or um, suggestions. This is really marrying both the hardware and the software innovation that would be beneficial for businesses and the individuals. So that to me is where we're going.
0: Cool, uh, but what, what happens with a lot of this stuff is that sometimes we'll see people talking about it, the, the manufacturers talking about these cool new features, um, but they don't actually get used as much as the manufacturers would like them to. Do you think all this new stuff will actually get used, or is it just stuff that we'll be, just be
1: talking about? I, well, I, mean, I think that it's, it's interesting if you look back at um, you know where we were from a, from a mobile perspective 10, maybe even 20 years ago, um if you said to someone in 2003, Snapchat, if you pitched Snapchat in 2003, they'd have gone, yeah, it's great, but how on earth is anyone gonna view that content, and how on earth, are, or Instagram stories, how on earth are you gonna watch, you know, people essentially live streaming content on your mobile, because the, the data, the network's never gonna keep up with it. But now we take that all for granted, and I think, although initially things like 5G are just gonna be faster 4G, there are going to be you know massive benefits coming through once those things are realised and you know faster things will happen. So when everyone talks about downloading HD movies, I don't think that's I think that's an interesting example of how you can test the speed. But actually, it's going to be much more about I think live streaming and you know watching content on the go without having to even consider it. That that's going to be I think an interesting thing that's going to happen very very quickly. So,
0: um, still to come, we answer the slightly awkward question of whether companies should still bother going to MWC and what approach they should take if they do. But first, let's take a quick listen to a snippet from the last episode of Sideload, where we talk about trust.
3: I generally think the AI industry needs its own PR campaign. So if AI industry you are listening, I'm happy to help with that. Um, I think that is definitely something you're going to need to look at as a collective. Because actually a lot of the understanding around AI is because everyone associates it with this notion of what the industry would call generalised artificial intelligence, that notion that there is an AI that can solve multiple problems. Um, At the moment, AI is... Yeah for the foreseeable and potentially the long-term foreseeable, just a really good tool at doing one thing you point in the direction of. Okay? It's 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 like, you know, it's a hammer, it will do a nail. You can't take a hammer and then screw it in a screwdriver, you need a screwdriver for that. AI is like a very specific tool at the moment. And as a result, um, I think some of the concerns around mass job losses may be overstated. That being said, if you're in a profession where 90% of what you do is the equivalent of a hammer banging a nail, I would be concerned.
0: You're listening to Sideload, and we are reliving all the fun and antics from MWC. Were there fun and antics? yes (laughs) (laughs)
1: i don't know if we were part of the fun and antics well actually i think that was an interesting point actually you know when you you kind of step away from some of the you know if anyone's been there you know hall one two three where you have the massive stand once you kind of go a bit deeper towards hall eight um you do start to uncover i think some of the the fun side of mwc a bit more and um uh you you see a lot of the smaller brands Having networking events, there's a lot of kind of champagne and sangria passed around, um, and you definitely get it's a, it's a slightly more networking kind of side of things than it is on the kind of bigger stands where it's, it's kind of very business focused. Uh, so it's quite interesting. Okay, cool. Well, um, the
0: two people that are with me in the studio are George Lean and um, Constance Goh, um, and I know both of you uh, were there with Samsung at MDBC this year. So, um, what were Samsung showcasing this year?
2: Samsung had a booth uh, that showcased all of Samsung's products which included the recently launched S10, S10+, Plus, S10e, S10 5G, and the foldable phone. Um, so it was really an exhibition or um, a space for people to come and test the different devices. There were also a couple of experiential installations that, that showcased Samsung's um, cameras, such as the slow-mo feature. Which really engaged the audience, and I think everyone had a lot of fun. I was seeing people dancing and like doing it really slow, just so that they can capture that that snippet of um, of the video.
0: On what devices were was that on?
2: Um, on S nine onwards. <laughs> okay, So cool. all the S all the S nines and um, S tens would have that feature. Samsung also had some media engagements and executive briefings to talk about the latest innovation and the latest products that we've launched that they've launched. Um, in February.
1: Um, but out of all those things the Galaxy Fold was the start of the show wasn't it Joyce? Uh it depends who you ask Jermaine to be honest I think. Uh, the I mean the interesting thing with Samsung is obviously Samsung uh, had their big unpacked a week before MWC this year whereas for um uh, 2018 unpacked was the Sunday right before MWC as sort of tradition dictates. Um and so you know Samsung made that that decision to to make that um that announcement a week early which opened the field then to a lot of other brands to take that slot on the Sunday afternoon to, to do those big announcements. And for any listeners who have not been there before, traditionally what happens is the brands um, make their big announcements on over the weekend and then roll into the week um, with everything announced, ready to show on their stands. So uh, Samsung took a different approach this year, and, and um, you know rightly that allows everyone to then display um, different products and to have different parts of the limelight and you know we can't talk about MWC without talking about folding phones you're absolutely right um, and the galaxy fold um, it definitely was one of the most talked about devices at the show um folding screens in general I think was probably the most talked about thing at the show next to 5g and um, there are lots of brands I even saw a f- um, a screen on a handbag Wow um, so imagine that you, you screen in your handbag, you can check the weather and the train and all kinds of things on your handbag. Um, there were phones um, wrapped into watches, but wrapped around the wrist rather than just as one screen. Um, and of course, we had lots of other uh, companies uh, showcasing affordable phones like Huawei, who I think, inarguably, when you look at the media results, were the the star of the show when it comes to MWC in terms of um, the hardware. Certainly, in terms of how that how that showed up, definitely.
0: I think the more that you see the innovation on the screens, the more that you will see things like
1: screens in handbags, right, and things like that. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, the 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 big opportunities are those screen manufacturers, those guys making those flexible displays, um, whether it's for TVs or whether it's for handbags. Um, and mobile phones somewhere in the middle, right? They're they're, they're doing really well because they have this opportunity where all brands are now looking to utilize that technology. Um, And where that takes us, who knows? It could be on clothing, it could be in um, uh, any kind of material you want to do. So that could be really exciting. The other thing is I think battery still is the big problem for everyone. So, you know, you see different form factors when it comes to folding devices. And lots of that's dictated by the battery or the batteries. Um, so, uh, how people crack that battery question, that power question, I, I think really that's the big opportunity for for, for companies out there. If, you know, if someone's making the most innovative battery, they're the ones that are really going to step up. Absolutely.
0: And um, any other trends coming out besides the uh, folding phones and five G?
1: Um, I think some of the stuff that isn't there is interesting. Um, you know, the absence of Apple was called out. Um, they've been there in previous years in some shape or form but never really um, actually displaying their devices I don't think they're at all this year no and um, there's a there's a kind of a, a gap whenever you talk about new phones and there's no there's no Apple 5G device right so right now that's a question lots of people are asking um, Google's everywhere well Android's everywhere but there's no Pixel conversation that's mainly because Pixel's come probably going to come out in the autumn right so Um, We're only really looking at devices that are going to launch in the next three to six months So anything that's coming out later in the year isn't really talked about So you you know you have some brands that take a a slightly sort of half a step back maybe when it comes to these kind of conferences Um, Anything on your side Constance?
2: Not really, but you do see a lot of companies coming up with different accessories that would complement your um, devices So you have HoloLens 2, you have um, HTC came up with a 5G device that would help with uh, the 5G service. So there's a lot of different accessories that was that were coming out. But, of course, they were all overshadowed by 5G and foldable. But they were little... like Media were also picking it up, saying that there's also other things that you should be looking at, like um, services or accessories. So I think these are some of the things that some, some of the participants will, will notice at MWC. I
1: think one of the really interesting things as well is if you look at last year 2018 the and even the year before that 2017 the stars of the show or the big kind of um media hitters were with were the the retro phones yeah and then this year you've gone the other way so the foldable phones the future phones are really the star of the show so there still were some of the the retro devices out there um and there's a a rumor of a Motorola Razr like foldable style phone coming out um, sometime this year, which again is a kind of a hark back to the kind of retro phones of early two thousands probably, but with the kind of flexible displays in them, um, and I think that's just quite interesting how that the flip from you know the last two years to this year has been, and and where that's going to take us, and that's that's one of the things that's got everyone really excited is the kind of the reinvigoration of of the smartphone form factor I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so MWC, as you both said, it's a massive show, really crowded. Um, so what should companies bear in mind if they're wanting to exhibit at MWC as, as well? Is is there enough attention given to, for example, um, infrastructure services, or we just get lost in the shuffle if you aren't launching a new mobile phone?
2: Um, well, I'm not sure how it was in the previous years, but this year, definitely, if you don't have a foldable phone you, or you don't have anything that's 5G, you probably get like, um, sidelined. But I think what's important is to have a first-time experience of your products and your services. Again, a good example that I've seen would be um, Google, who's got this um, pins that you can collect as you walk around the show. And that featured their AR um, navigation services that they have. And that's a good example of what you can showcase or what you have um as a product to your consumers, I think that's very important, and also knowing your audience and tailoring the different um, experiences for them to to um, experience at the show would be would help stand out.
0: Cool, and and George, for you, you you've done this many times, you've you've seen
1: it evolve. <laughs> like, how how do you see it now? It, it's still a great show. Like, it, it, that's you know, we step back from the 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 kind of PR side of things potentially. There's lots of sales meetings, there's lots of partner meetings, Um, everyone who's anyone in the mobile industry really is there, whether they are publicly there or not, they are there. Um, So some of those brands um, might not be showcasing their wares, but they are definitely going to be there, walking the floors, having meetings. There are still a lot of behind closed doors meetings going on, um, there's lots of stuff happening off site. Um, so there's there's lots of stuff going on that you know it, it's very very important for the industry. So if you're in that world, it's somewhere you need to you need to be to see what's going on. Um, from the PR perspective, there's lots of media there. You know the world media do descend, um, and if you're smart, then there's always a way in which you can attract those guys. Um, the, the Sunday Monday is pretty busy for them, but once you go into Tuesday Wednesday, um, it, it definitely frees up any media that are still around. You, you definitely can get in in, in front of. Um, and like I said earlier, you know that that Hall Eight really is actually really exciting. You know, it takes you twenty minutes to walk there from the front door, <laughs> um, but once you get there, there's lots of really cool stuff happening. That's 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 stuff you won't have seen in the the front pages. It's stuff you'll have to dig for. It's brands you've never heard of, but they're the ones actually who are going to probably. Uh, enact change but from a, a step behind the consumer and th- that's kind of really exciting and they're the ones also giving out free alcohol so you know there's another reason to walk for 20 minutes <laughs> uh, to try and see those guys. I think, that's, I think that's the other kind of really interesting thing. The other thing I've not seen although what was interesting with the 5G stuff means that um, carriers are actually encouraging more manufacturers to put their devices outside their own booth so mm-hmm. Samsung had 5G phones on carrier stands as did a lot of other manufacturers And so that's really interesting. So I think, you know, again, a brand that is going to MWC that doesn't want to um, necessarily worry about their own booth or their own stand and building all that stuff and investing all the money that you, you, you have to do and then worry about getting people to come see it, partnering with a bigger brand you know it can actually be better for for your ROI it can actually be better for you to not worry so much about having to attract people you you're going where the people are rather than um, trying to bring them all the way to Hall 8 you're actually kind of going where where the um where the guys are walking past every day so um there are different ways and it kind of depends on on your objectives i think really what what you can get out of it
0: and um, choice of shoes for the event are we talk we're talking flats trainers like yeah
1: Flat flats, flats yes. Constance is in the flat, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I made the idea. error of wearing a new pair of shoes one day. Uh, that was probably a big big error. Um yeah, everyone, everyone's kind of in their trainers running around. But what's funny actually is because you get such a variety of people, um, it is a very interesting show just to people watch. You do get the you know, there's the executives in their suits and ties um, but they're just basically they're meeting them all day and then you've got you know, the PR folks running up and down, trying to uh, trying to track down that executive and, and match them to a media uh, interview. So yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's, a, it's a fun show to go to, I think. And, and obviously the weather this year, can't talk talk about the weather in Barcelona. Snowed last year. Oh wow. Snowed first time in 12 years, it snowed in Barcelona. Uh, so that was ridiculous. And then this year, bright sunshine all week. So uh, it was pretty good. It was much better than, um, than having to wrap up in the cold. So uh, everyone was well prepared this year, but we didn't need our coats, which was, was definitely a benefit. Brilliant. Well,
0: George Constance, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And thanks to you for lending your ears for this episode of Sideload. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to get in touch, send an email to sideload at edelman.com. See you next time.